Hey guys, and welcome. I'm Life Coach Meg Ellis. It's time for you to stop coasting through life, and it's time for you to find your purpose. It's time for you to create your fate. Want to go to Greece? Together? No, seriously. How about the spring of 2023? That's right. My favorite yogi, Jose Portillo, and I are back. We are hosting our first international yoga wellness life coaching retreat in Greece. And you can pre-register to be one of the first people to apply. We are only taking 10 people and I would love for you to be one of them. So to stay in the know, visit www.letscreateyourfate.com and get on that list to apply. See you in Greece. Welcome to today's episode. I am so excited about the gift that I have for y'all today. Her name is Donna Koble. She is a certified holistic life coach. So we're talking life coach to life coach here. And she also is a certified essential oil specialist. So welcome. Thank you for coming on today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yes. I'm so excited about our conversation today. Um, I love talking to other coaches. It's just so much fun. I, I feel like we could probably talk for 10 hours days, about coaching, days, yes. everything. Yeah, because days. Because everybody has their own <laughs> take on things and how we do things, and it's so different. Yeah. And I love that. I love that, too, and it's great because there, there is a coach for everybody. Yes. You know, and they're, they're, everybody has a different, unique style, um, different passions, ways they coach. So tell us a little bit about your coaching and what you do and how you got into it. Give us the whole story. So I'm a holistic life coach, which kind of feels like really weird in a space, but um, so I kind Kind of help people rid the toxins from the heart, head, and home, mm. and that kind of like encompasses everything. So yeah, when we're talking about the heart, it's really knowing what your passion is and finding what that passion is, and you know, killing those limiting beliefs that have mm. been you know dragging you down for years and centuries and everything else. And then when we get into the home, it's really switching out those toxic thing like candles for a diffuser. Yeah, that are really everybody loves candles; they're amazing, but they're slowly killing us. So. If we can switch that out, you know, the cleaners that we use, bleach mm-hmm. and those types of things. Um, and then um, heart, head and home, right? Heart, head and, and head. So head. <laughs> <laughs> so head, I do a, a great technique. It's called subconscious release technique or SRT, yes. which I really get into the limiting beliefs and the trauma that you've had in the past that have now resurfaced in your life. So that's kind of encompassing what mm-hmm. I do. Um, my passion for it came from a lot of experiences previously in my life. Um, I've suffered more loss than I have triumph in my life. I've buried, you know, my both of my parents, um, grandparents, every I've been to more funerals than weddings. Yeah. And it really kind of took a toll on my mental health. And um, my physical health had then started to deteriorate because of my mental health. Right. Everything's all connected. Always. Mm -hmm. And it's really funny to speak about this because you're when you're going through it, you don't realize how much your mental capacities affect your physical health. Mm -hmm. So um, I ended up spending like 187 days in the hospital with just reactions to things. You know, I was taking things really like call it um, like a panic attack or whatever you would, but um, it really took a physical toll on my health. Mm. So I was on medications after medications and I was having reactions to the medications and So finally, I was like, there has to be a better solution. So the really sad part about what we do is people almost have to hit rock bottom to seek help, to know there's something better out there. But on the on the flip side is that these people are open to receive the gifts that we have. Right. So I feel like that's where my passion came from is the experiences that I had in life experience is your most 
um, let's say poignant experience that you could have is life experience, the things that I've gone through. And God brings you the people that you need in your life. Yes. Um, at a time when you need them and they need you. So I feel like whoever is listening to this will get what they need out of this podcast. Agreed. And I mean, I remember the first time I met you, I was like, I need her. <laughs> I need some Meg in my life. So I remember our yes. first encounter too. I was yes. like, oh, you're a coach. I'm a coach. This is great. Yes. <laughs> and I love, I really love having organic conversations with coaches yeah. because Everybody has their own story. Like, why did you get into coaching? What, you know, what is your niche? Mm -hmm. So, and Mm -hmm. everybody's is different. And I think, um, you know, I have two children at home and we adopted them almost eight years ago now. And they went through their own previous trauma. So Mm -hmm. getting to see what I do through their eyes has been, it's just been awesome. So I love, I love that aspect of what I do is to be able to help the next generation to know that it's okay to not be okay, but they'll be through it. They'll get through it. So Yes. And that's so amazing that you bring that up because I remember when you, you told me the story about how um, you know you adopted your two children. And to bring that back to the point that you said earlier about having to hit rock bottom, because we see a lot of people who are like, I don't know where else to turn. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know where else to go. Let me just try this. Like throw your hands up in the air. Let's just try this. You yeah. know, like I don't know where else to turn. And I think that's um, that's like our generation. Like it's a little bit older, right? The younger generation. I think it's wonderful because life coaching wasn't even a thing. Mm-mm. What 10, 15, yeah. 20 15, years ago? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's something around there. And and back then it was really woo wooey. Like, yeah. oh, you're a life coach. Like, is that even yeah. a job? Do you shower. It's just yeah. yeah. It was really. Do you eat grass? Yeah. Right? <laughs> like wear hemp. Yeah, and like, right? I don't know. Sometimes, but. Um, <laughs> But, you know, it's just becoming more mainstream yeah. to um, to feel right and to address these feelings. So for you to have your line of work, uh, be a coach and a mom mm-hmm. and be able to instill this mindset and, and heart head home health to your children before they hit rock bottom. Yeah. I think that's amazing. And that can be that generational change. Exactly. And I think, like you were saying about our generation, if I were to go to my mom and be like, hey, mom, I think I need help with my mental health. Yeah. Pretty sure there would have been a hand and my head involved and there would have been a slap across it. Like, right. well, well, go ahead. There you go. There's your mental health. Right. Like, I'll give you something you know, to yeah. need mental health yeah, about. Right? Yeah. I'll give you something to cry about. That was a, definitely a phrase that I've heard yes. more in my life. Or go like to your to room and just don't think about yeah, it. Right. It's just... Go to your room. I'm not going to deal with this with you. Yeah, right. And then come out when it, you're over when it. You're, yeah. Then, when you're done. Right. right. Or when you're you're through with it. But exactly. I feel like, you know, and it wasn't, I mean, don't get me wrong. We all had amazing ch- ch- childhoods, childrenhoods, whatever. Children, yeah. Um, right. Childhood. Whatever. Yeah. Right. We all had amazing childhoods, but it was those generations were the the, you know, don't ask, don't tell, Mm -hmm. you know, that was definitely something that came out of my generation. And that, that pertains to mental health as well. I mean, and and a lot of things that are coming out now started when we were children Mm -hmm. and it was the things that we saw, they say more is caught than taught. And, you know, looking at your parents going to work every day and coming home and they never told you like, how are you, mom? I'm good. You know, how are you, dad? I'm good. Like that was it. That was, you know, meanwhile, dad's, you know, in the closet drinking because he's he can't handle the stress. And, you know, mom's in the bathroom or crying in the bathroom, overwhelmed and with nobody to talk to. Right. Yes. That's yes, exactly. That's so good. More is caught than taught because we learn through observation. Yes. And. You know, it's with this this awareness of mental health is so critical for that that younger generation to 
observe, hey, it's okay to not be okay and mm -hmm. to talk about it where we don't have to go around pretending to be okay all the time. Um, my, I read Harry Potter to my nephew. <laughs> yeah, nice. I've actually never read it before. It's my first time. Have you ever no, read it? No, I've never, I've seen most of the movies. But okay, I've never, I've never even seen the movies. I know. I've seen the first one now because, and we're just about to wrap up book two, but we read every day, um, nice. a couple times a week uh, on FaceTime. And, you know, we're just checking in. He's starting to open up and just want to talk to me more, mm -hmm. which is so cool. And, you know, I don't, I don't have any kids and I don't plan on it. So it's really, <laughs> I'm like, someone's got to take care of me when I'm <laughs> old. No one, you know. Um, sure, I'll read you every night. But uh, he was talking about this other book series that he likes called Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Oh, yeah. I don't know yes. if your kids ever My read that. My kids read those. Yeah. yeah. And he's loving it. I was like, diary? What's like, what's a diary? You know, and he, just playing with them. And he's like, it's it's a thing that you have that you can write your feelings in. I'm like, well, do you have a diary? He's like, no, but I'm going to ask for one for Christmas. Aww. So well, what if I just buy you one right now? Like, what color would you want and all the things, whatever. And he's like, so I could write my feelings down every day. I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. And he's that's how authors it. get started, though, right? Yeah. They write things down. Write and things then they, down. Yeah. But he's, I'm like, yes, this is great. Acknowledge your feelings versus, ooh, I don't think I should feel this. It's probably wrong. Or yeah. um, I don't have anyone to talk to about this. And then, you know, these voices that start as whispers, they stay in your head long enough and that's, they don't have anywhere to go. They start screaming yeah. at you at some point. You That's know? a really good point. My, um, We homeschool my daughter. Mm -hmm. This is her first year in homeschool. So be before that, she was in traditional schooling and literally God put it on my heart to just homeschool her and spend more time with her education. And so in um, my daughter had an IEP. She had um, some learning disabilities and they were undefined. There was It wasn't dyslexia. It was just like comprehension issues. Mm -hmm. So when we started with homeschooling, um, we really need to start at the bottom. Like her spelling canoe was K-N-U. And I was like, what What made you spell that way? And she's like, well, that's how it sounds in my head, like K-N-U. So we started yeah. very, yeah, canoe, like that makes sense. So we started very basic. So I just started having her do journal prompts. And mm -hmm. one of the questions that I asked her recently was, what's the loudest voice in your head? And what's the quietest? And what do you think that they say about you? And my daughter was, I mean, She's in ninth grade. So I was expecting like it's loud when, you know, I'm daddy snoring, kind of mm -hmm. like those things. And instead, she really like she dug deep and she had said she understands that she has trust issues because, you know, of all the things that happened pr wow. prior in her life. This girl's 14 years old and she's seeing the world in a way that you you don't get that education in a, a secular school. So I was like, this is really what's super important. Those loud voices, like you were saying, mm -hmm. to be able to put something down on paper because communication Nobody in the world communicates properly mm -hmm. when if you have a spouse or someone that you're dating and you say, like, where do you want to eat? What's the first thing they say is, well, whatever you want to do. Yeah, like, I was literally why? just yeah, them exactly. like, well, wherever you want, you're exactly. like, everything, like wherever you want to go. Yes. And then they pick something. So communication like. is key. Yeah. You're like pizza. No. Let's yeah. Do, and then you're no. like, actually, How no, about I don't, Chinese? I don't want that. And they're like, no. Um, or some what, people yeah. are like, oh, OK, we can go there. And they don't want to go there. Exactly. Right. You know, they because just, it's all communication, mm -hmm. which really ties into everything that we both do with yeah. life coaching is teaching people how to say what they want, go after what they want and get the results that they want because they're openly communicating honestly and with integrity right because if you're saying whatever you want is that being honest and, and having integrity in your thoughts and what you want you're yeah. just trying to be a people pleaser like yes you know exactly. so that doesn't help 
that doesn't help any situation. So I love that my daughter is starting to see this at the age of 14. So, I mean, she has a brother who's 18. Mm -hmm. He's an 18 year old boy through and through. He's like, I don't need you, mom. I don't need <laughs> you. But um, he came home this past weekend and we sat up from like 1030 to two in the morning, just talking about life and about, you know, what's been going on in his life. And it wasn't a lot of feelings, but it was just that he had his, had a one-on-one -on -one with his mom mm -hmm. and he was able to just express, you know, like nobody was listening. We weren't writing anything down. We mm -hmm. didn't, you know, have, we weren't recording, but we have that great open conversation. Yeah. And I encourage everybody who has children. Now, granted, I did not birth these children. They came to me a lot later in life. They were eight and 11 when they came to live with us. But it was, and it hasn't been this way all of our existence together. But now, just because I'm like, you know what, I need to do what I'm teaching in my own home because yeah. that's really an important thing is to just not just teach them how to communicate, but, but to do communicate it. with them. Right. Um, I had a podcast guest kind of a couple of weeks ago, and it was a practitioner versus a theorist. Mm -hmm. It's something he talked about where you have to live what you preach, yeah. right? Because it's, it's inauthentic, first of all, but then you can't truly understand what the other person is going through. Right. And mm -hmm. that's that's a big part of it is trying to understand. Right. And it starts. I think communication starts with yourself. Right. I love that question that you um, the journal prompt. Can you can you say that one more time? Because what anybody anybody yeah, pause, right. everybody, pause yeah. the podcast <laughs> and because I'm, I'm over down. here thinking, like, what is the loudest voice in my head? <laughs> um, but what what? Um, Say it that was, one more time. What is the loudest what is the loudest thought in your head and what is the quietest and what do they say about you? Mm -hmm. So those were mm. the three prompts. Because everybody like and I was telling I was explaining to my daughter, I said, My loud thoughts are like, Am I worth this? What's mm -hmm. my purpose in life? And my daughter said she thought her quiet voices were the more important questions. Cause I was like, yeah. the, the quiet voice is like, what are we having for dinner tonight? Like it's kind of there, yeah. but it's not, but it's one of those questions that you need to have the answer to. Yeah. And hers was the flip side. So her quiet voices were the more poignant thing. Like, is God real? That was a quiet voice that she had. And then, you know, the loud one was like, am I okay? Yeah. And I said, that's, you know, that's okay. That's what your voice is. That's what your voice is. So now tell me, what does that tell you about you? Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, I don't think like you. It's okay. Nobody should. Nobody should think like me because, you know, we only need one mom in the world. Yeah. You know, like, everybody is yeah. their own, you know? Yeah. And then it takes out the, the, almost the authenticity of what, you know, your thoughts can't match anybody else's. Mm -hmm. And you do say like, oh, you know, we, th we thought the same thing or something, but it, it's not, there's not actual truth in that. You're just having a moment where you think, you know, the same answer. Yeah. But um, when you really d dig deep into those prompts like that, like, what are the loud voices in your head and mm -hmm. how do you, how do you fix them? Right. You know, what is you there. Do to say, talk back and yeah. what's the plan for that? Because Man, the first step is really communicating with yourself. What is myself telling me, mm -hmm. right? What are these voices in my head actually saying? Yeah. And then acknowledging them. I think that's a hard thing for people to do is just acknowledging. And that, I mean, that's a, a big deal because one of the one of the things is that people don't want to listen to themselves first. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody, mm -hmm. I was a restaurant GM for, you know, 12 years and I was really good at telling people what to do. And then when I started as an entrepreneur, I was like, well, who am I going to boss around now? You know, like that, that sort of <laughs> yeah, mindset. I feel that so bad. <laughs> right. Like that sort of mindset of, you know, I'm, I'm on my own now. And mm -hmm. it's very scary when people start a business or start any kind of venture on their own because those limiting beliefs. Am I good enough? Why did I do this? Yeah. You know, what, what's the next step? Do I need a coach? Do I need, you know, A, B and C in order to be successful when in fact, 
step one is to really get in touch with yourself and find out what you want. Yeah, that's extremely, extremely that resonates so, so much with me. Um, I get asked and I, I've said this on the podcast before, but I've been asked, well, how, how, do, how are you so confident or what makes confident people confident? And I, it never has anything to do. I, I'm not the best life coach in the world. I don't know all of the answers. You don't have to have all the answers or be the best at something. But the most confident people out there are the ones who really just understand themselves very, very well. Mm-hmm. And in order for you to understand something, um, what do you have to do? You have to just ask questions. Of and, yourself. And asking questions is really hard sometimes. The answers are hard. The questions are easy. <laughs> well, but getting learning the answers, how to ask the question, yeah, you know, getting the used right to. The right questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even for other people, you know, I I worked for, what, 13 years or something um, with a boss, right? Like the nine, whole nine to five thing. And well, not really nine to five, but that whole structure. And then on my own, I automatically felt like, oh, I have to know all the answers because I'm on my own. Mm -hmm. I am my own boss here. So bosses know all the answers and I can't ask questions or else people are going to think that I don't know what I'm doing. That was my story that I was telling myself. Those were my loud voices. Mm -hmm. And where did I get that information? I don't know why I thought that, but I had to spend some time thinking why do I think I can't ask any questions? Yeah. And I think it goes back to um, learning from observing, right? It's for whatever reason I perceived asking questions as weak or people are going to think I'm dumb or that I don't know what I'm doing, that I'm, I'm co- incompetent or that they can't trust me, you know? And when really that's not true at all. But again, that, that li- lives back to your own limiting beliefs because you jumped mm-hmm. out on a limb and started something that you were like, I think I could be good at this, you know, because something inside of you said, this is where you have to go. It's almost like that divine voice in your head that says, this is what you need to do. This is the world needs a Meg Ellis. This Mm -hmm. is what you have to do. So once you jump into that, heck yeah, it's scary. You're like, "Uh, I'm going off a cliff at 96 miles an hour. And the only thing I'm seeing is a ravine. Like You don't see any water when you get there. But then you jump in and you you know meet some clients and they have some you know they help boost your confidence because then you're like wow they're going through the same thing I am mm-hmm. that's really important yeah because like I said God brings you the people that you need you know so everybody who you know needs to hear this will hear it right and they'll all hear a different aspect of it right so I really think that's I mean that's just the takeaway is that you know everybody needs somebody in their life so that they don't feel alone because there are other people in the world, even the most successful people in the world feel alone. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, that's a huge, you know, we were talking about mental health earlier. I mean, that's a big part of it is that aloneness. I mean, that is a loneliness, I think. Yeah. I mean, aloneness, loneliness, whatever. But I think that's, that's such a true, um, there's so much truth behind that because people feel like they are alone and that nobody is going to understand and I think it gets tricky because it's like, I don't even understand myself. How could I yeah. ever expect anybody else to understand me? I'm not going to tell anybody this. And then you basically carry this burden around by yourself. Mm-hmm. And it just gets heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier to, to the point where now it feels like it's beyond help. Like now nobody could help me with this because it's too big. Yep. Um, so I think the first step is just knowing there is somebody out there who will listen, who mm-hmm. you can tell. 
And um, whether that be um, a coach, there's apps for this, a friend, a family mm -hmm. member, somebody just don't carry that by yourself. It was funny. You had said, um, you know, just talk to somebody. I remember seeing the great George Carlin, who was a comedian. Mm -hmm. I loved him for years. But one of the shows that we were at, he had said something about, I don't go to therapy because all you people came to see me. So this was his, that was his therapy. Yeah. You know, he, everybody thought he was crazy, but that was his life. I mean, he was actually telling his own experiences in a way that it was funny and people really appreciate it because you're sitting there going, oh my gosh, that same thing happened to me. Right. So it's almost like you're putting yourself in his shoes and he made, you know, a good amount of money doing that. And that's no different than, you know, going to someone that you know and respect yeah. to ask them a question and saying, like, have you ever been through this? Right. I mean, Even, that's a really good question. Right. Somebody validating, hey, it is OK mm -hmm. to, to feel like this. Not that we ever need anybody to validate anything that we do, but someone to be there just to say, hey, um, I understand how you feel. Uh, yeah. Let's do X, Y and Z. And, and things just feel better. I remember the first time it was actually when I was getting my coaching certificates, we had to um peer coach, mm -hmm. you know, and I was paired up with this awesome girl. Shout out to Amanda. Um, but, you know, we're talking about all these things and we were trying so hard to go by these like the books and all the credentials and all these marks that we had to hit. So it was totally not just an organic conversation yeah. <laughs> at first. But I remember even in this structured coaching session that we had to record and send it and whatnot. But um I remember just feeling so good afterwards. And mm -hmm. I didn't even think I, quote unquote, needed a life coach, right? Because mm -hmm. I, I wasn't, quote unquote, rock bottom. <laughs> and it just felt so good after. And she gave me a lot of like really great advice too. But man, it just, you it feels good to let it out. Yeah. You know, and, and even. And some, not have someone look at you like, you should probably talk to somebody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, so like, go talk to the yeah. someone who you trust, you know, don't just yeah. next person next to you, like, you know, in workout class or something, you know, like, hey, by yeah. the way. Um, yeah, just being intentional with who you tell. But also know that you don't have to do this by yourself. Mm -mm. You know, you don't have to carry the weight of your thoughts and everything by yourself. Yeah. So I think that's, that's the first step. And, um, you know, practicing too, practicing understanding yourself. Even if, let's say you're not ready to tell somebody, journaling, like you mentioned. Or sitting quietly. Um, there's a ton of things on YouTube you can listen to, like increase, you know, it's a um, megahertz. Mm -hmm. It's just music that you can listen to. Just sit in silence for five minutes by yourself and find out the thoughts that come up. Mm -hmm. Because those are the, the loudest thoughts in your head are the ones that come up when you're sitting in complete silence. Yeah. And it might be, do I have to do this laundry or can I wait another week to go grocery shopping because we don't have the money or whatever it is that comes up. Those are the loudest voices in your head. Mm -hmm. So it, you might be able to scratch one of them off your quote unquote to-do list. Yeah. But if you're sitting in yourself long enough, you're going to be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And that's where growth comes from is being uncomfortable. So if you're able to just sit and, and just set a timer five minutes. Right. Without your phone. Practice without anything. facing the music kind of thing. Exactly. Just practice. Hey, what is what is um, my head trying to tell me? Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I kind of love how. Um, I not kind of love, I absolutely love <laughs> how you do um, head, heart, and home. Mm -hmm. Because you can ask if, because there's a lot of people out there who are like, I don't know what is wrong, but something's just off. I don't know what it is. Yeah, you right? can't put your finger on it. Can't put my finger on it. Something yeah. just feels off. And if you just pause and, and exactly what you said, hey, what is, what are these loud thoughts? 
What are my thoughts trying to tell me? What is my head trying to tell me? And then from there, what is your body trying to tell you? If yeah. you, you know that link between that that head, uh, the mental, that mind-body connection of what is my body trying to tell me? Because your story in the beginning, you had physical ailments mm -hmm. and things will manifest in your body physically. Mm-hmm that start in your head. Yeah. Well, your subconscious is the, is like more powerful than, you know, 30, um, radio towers. I mm -hmm. mean, it's just that important, but your subconscious doesn't know the difference between good and bad. It doesn't know. There's no filter. Yeah. It's going to want to make you as comfortable as possible. So when you're a small child and you get hit with a baseball bat in your arm, the next time your arm hurts like that, your subconscious is like, no, 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 we're not supposed to do this. Like this is like retreat, retreat, because that's what your subconscious is trained to do. Mm -hmm. So that's a good thing about those t techniques that I use. Yeah. So tell me us more about the SRT. I, I, I'm so curious of of how how this helps people and how did you get into it? Tell us everything. So I had uh, a dear friend. Um, I had I still have a friend. I have a friend. Um, shout out to Jen Smith. She. Um, became certified in this subconscious release technique. And she kept trying to tell me about it. And it seemed like it wasn't the right time for me. Um, I had been an essential oil specialist for years. And I thought that that was going to be my you know, bread and butter. That was all I was going to do. And then her and I had did this money manifestation course. And it was amazing. I wasn't even in the course. And I won a trip to Hawaii. I wasn't even in the course. I was just administering. We're going to plug that course. In, I know. Right? So. <laughs> like, wait, I was going to yeah. do that. <laughs> so, um, but it was so powerful because we partnered the oils with the deep breathing and it's really just deep breathing and saying things in your subconscious to release the past trauma, to get rid of it. Those programs, we call them soundtracks that we, yep. you know, we have vinyls, everybody. I don't know if, you know, millennials don't know what vinyls are, but they're hey, all, no, yeah. They're records. all the rage. They're cool. They're <laughs> right? like, yeah, it's super so cool if you have them these days. You're yes. like, oh, you're like eclectic. Yeah. <laughs> so we call them soundtracks, which are things that you repeat over and over in your, in your head. So as an mm -hmm. entrepreneur, a lot of the soundtracks that we have are, am I supposed to be doing this? Is this what I need to be doing? Am I enough? Am, Am I, I good worthy? enough for this? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or why would anybody pick me? Exactly. So then we go through an emotions list and you clear each emotion and you do muscle testing to do that. So it's very it's not just like, you know, by the power invested in me. You're, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's very you are now. Yeah. Healed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Boom. There you go. So and here's an essential oil. <laughs> yeah. Right. And smell good. Gift. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. And smell good. <laughs> so each and the really cool part is that each essential oil has an emotional aspect to it. So the mm -hmm. oil that I absolutely love and everybody out there should get this oil. It's Copaiba, okay. which is um, it's a Brazilian um, cannabinoid. Um, but the really cool thing about this oil is it works with worthiness and guilt. And every woman that I've ever tested this on, it's come back that they don't smell the oil. Because if you don't smell an oil, it means that your body is craving that oil. Whoa. So, yeah, women who are like moms and who are working, we all feel unworthy of something. Am I, am, am I you know, not supposed to have the success? Am I afraid of failure? Like those things really lurk in our hearts and our heads and in our homes. Yeah. So that's kind of what um how those two techniques did this, you know, huge it's smash like the perfect job. fit. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, because everybody needs, I mean, most people know essential oils make your health smell good and mm -hmm. all this other stuff. And, um, you know, there's a lot of science behind essential oils. And the company that I work with is, you know, the leader in the essential oil industry. You know, they're in 26 different countries now. And awesome. they're probably more than that. I don't, I don't really know. I think we're more than that. But so, you know, we're all over the world and, 
we're literally redefining the the science behind the essential oils. So it's no longer just smelling good. This is this is really getting into your cells and, yeah. and really changing your DNA, which is essentially what we do when we deep breathe. Yeah. We're changing the trajectory mm -hmm. of your life. So those two things together, the essential oils and the SRT have really been powerful as as modalities together. Yeah. Wow. And what I'm hearing there's sounds like there needs to be a and I don't like to use where I need, but um it, there this is going to require a big giant pause like you can't just keep going about your life doo -doo 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 -doo, and uh want your life to change but then not change anything about your life yeah. um you have to pause right whether it be deep breathing by yourself just being alone with your thoughts journaling um knowing that it is okay to feel the way that you feel that you don't have to um feel great all the time mm -hmm. um and reflect and figure out what it is. What is that soundtrack in your head? And I think a large part of that is that we move, our whole society moves at 96 miles an hour. I mean, yeah. everybody is going until we hit that brick wall and then we stop and step back. I had a stroke in 2013 wow. and I was kidding my husband. I said, that was, that was my punishment for going like balls to the wall. Let's go. I have to get this done. I worked like 26 days straight with no day off. I was, you know, I was really, I was ready and I felt great. And I mean, up until the moment I had the stroke, uh, yeah. I was feeling good. <laughs> until but, you don't. You know? Yeah. But then it was almost like I didn't take enough time every day to be grateful for what mm -hmm. I was going through. Yes. And then I went through something that just kind of pulled that gratitude right out of me. I had to learn how to walk and talk again. I had to learn, I had to start over again. And I was like, Instead, and there's two things that could happen when something like that happens. You can get really mad at God for like, why did you do this to me? Or you can say, thank you for saving me. And luckily I have a positive mindset and I was really yeah. grateful. But every morning before my feet hit the ground, before I reach for my cell phone, I'm happy, thankful and grateful that there's breath in my lungs and I'm able to move. Yes. And that's where you really have to start each day because then... The minute you get up, you're going to step in dog pee or, yeah. you know, your kids are going to be screaming and you're like, oh, let me just go back to bed. <laughs> right. But you've already set your intentions and your mindset for yeah. that day. So I think that's like step number one is yes. always be grateful for everything that you have, find even though, something no matter how small be, it is. Yes, yes, something. You can find something. It's going to be a an energetic vibrational shift, yes. right? Because I coach from the law of attraction and mm -hmm. that... Um, energy that you put out you get back yep. so if you start your day out with gratitude um and it could be like an extremely crappy situation but if you can find the one tiny thing mm -hmm. right it's so funny because i actually just put this video up on instagram today actually and it was um basically like don't focus on the things that you can't control uh, focus on something like one tiny thing that you can change, focus on what's working and your basically your mind starts to generate more ideas towards what's working versus yeah. not. Basically what you focus on, you'll find more of. And somebody commented on it like, yeah, sure. That all sounds really good and easy, but it's really hard. And I'm like, <laughs> focus yeah. on the hundred dollar bills, guys. Just focus, focus on them and they'll come yes, to you. Yes, that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it was going to be easy. So gratitude is the, the way this works. Um, and this is how it is with NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, that I, I coach from. It's repetition, mm -hmm. right? When you are changing your mind, these programs, the software that's been running is hardwired in your brain. And it's it's nearly, I don't want to say nearly impossible, but it's very difficult 
to just on one shot. It's not going to be poof. It's peeling an onion. Yes. Honestly, because you have to get to the core of the onion and then you're going to cry a whole lot when you're yeah. peeling that onion. And then you're like, how big is this onion? I picked the small <laughs> yeah. one, but like, why are there 27 layers? Why is there so much onion here? Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. And that's it. Exactly. It's like you have to, it's repetition, right? The way your mind works, the way your brain neurons are connected, it yeah. takes a serious something to distract the, the neurons that are connected that are forming the yeah. thought to detach to create the new thought. And that takes And also to repetition. retrain it, reprogram it uh -huh. to go from negative to positive. Because a lot of times we are programmed to do the things that we know that we're comfortable with, which is I can't, I won't. Yes. And those two words, like when you say no, your subconscious doesn't understand that. Yeah. So you say, I'm not happy on, the, you know, your, your subconscious is like, she's happy. It's great. Whatever you're doing when you're saying I'm not happy, your subconscious is registering as you're happy doing that. Right. So if you do that over and over again, you're then programming your brain that you're not happy. Mm -hmm. But the, the your subconscious is like, she's happy. Look at her. She's happy. She's saying it, you know. So yeah, she's comfortable. She's good. You yeah. know, like no need to change yes. here. <laughs> yes. So that's, you know, that's a really, a really, um, almost like a downside to it is you want to get the nose out of there. Yes. You want to say yes more. You want to, yep. I kid my children all the time that if they want to know, they can come to me because that's my thing. Like when they ask for something, I'm like, no. And I don't even listen to them most of the time. I'm like, I know it's going to be dangerous or stupid. Automatic so no. no. You don't even right? know what yes, it is. Right. And I'm like, no, you don't need it. So, um, and my husband's a yes man. He's like, yeah, go ahead. Like he has sure. one, he has one daughter who's 14 who's going to save the whole world. Um, and I'm like, no, she cannot drive a car. She's 14. He's like, come on, let her do it. You know, right. give so, her a shot. Yeah. So it's almost like that, that negative thing when I say no, and I'm not listening, I catch myself now and I'm like, cancel, cancel. Let's see what you have to say. And then I'll say no, obviously, yes. because you know, you can't drive. Yeah, but those automatic behaviors. So yep. just double check your automatic behaviors. What what are you automatically doing that you don't even know that you're doing or mm -hmm. thinking? On right? autopilot. It's literally a zombie autopilot. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people will say, I can't do this. And I'm trying. Um, Where's like need, right? Mm -hmm. uh, just maybe. I don't know. It's coming from a place of scarcity, though. Because mm -hmm. after I had my stroke, people would ask me to do things like run. Now, trust me, people, if you ever see me running, you should probably run because something is chasing Something's me. Something's coming. Those right? zombies yes, are back. <laughs> exactly. So, um, but I would say, like, I can't because I had a stroke. Like, I was using my stroke as an excuse to not do things mm -hmm. because I had fear. And yeah. it was huge because now when my clients say, like, they can't, I'm like, Mm, is it really like, are you physically unable to do it? Because um, I just, um, I can't remember her name, but I just heard this amazing speaker who was telling us the, the power of a subconscious mind and how if you, if you want to look behind you and point to a, a place, you're going to, you're going to find a place. Then you close your eyes and you breathe and you visualize going way past that place beyond any physical limitations that you can have. You do that three times. And then you open your eyes and you do it and you find that you point a lot further. And it was, I cannot remember wow. her name. That's crazy. But um, it was just, it was so powerful because I was in a room with 30,000 other people who did the same thing. And you hear the audible like gasp of mm -hmm. like, oh, I did it. I didn't think I could. And, um, you know, it just, it's just that point that you, when you say you can't, you're putting limitations on yourself, mm -hmm. but we can do a ton of things. I mean, you know, look at you know, all the successful people in the world, mm -hmm. they don't wake up and go, I can't make a million dollars today. So yeah. I'm just going to stay in I'll bed. Go back yeah. to bed. Yeah. Right? But taking time to stop and, and say, hey, what am I saying? Right. Because if 
if we're bringing awareness to mental health, let's uh, one of the biggest clues to what's going on in there is what am I saying? Mm -hmm. right? There's definitely a connection between your thought and your mouth. Yes. And, and use that as, um, you know, write them down, figure out, is there a pattern? Mm -hmm. And then what is that pattern trying to tell you? That gives you a little bit of insight of, okay, I know where to at least start. Right? If you're like, I have no idea what's going on. I just feel something is off. I'm in a rut. My headspace is crazy. You know, I feel like I, I feel like I'm going crazy. You know, someone's going to call me crazy. Yeah. It's like, no, acknowledge how you feel. It is okay to feel like that. Yeah. And let's just practice hunting down some clues. Yeah. Right. What is, what are your thoughts telling you? I love that exercise that you had your daughter mm -hmm. do. And then what are the words that are coming out of your mouth? What are they saying? And is there any type of theme here? Is Do we know what direction to start? My mom used to say, whenever we would kind of mouth off to her, my mom was a saint. Um, she would say, you better turn your attitude into gratitude. Yeah. And I never, I say it now, but as a child, I was like, oh, yeah, you're funny, you run. But now it's really <laughs> funny because it takes a deeper meaning because yeah. we do. We wake up with an attitude of life of either positive or negative, And we do need to flip the script and we mm -hmm. do need to do more positive affirmations and say things to yourself that would that if someone said the things that we say to ourselves to somebody else, would you hang out with them? Right. Yeah. Because I, I know a couple of people I'd be like. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Look at how you talk to these people, you know, right. and even myself, I catch myself like, oh, wow. Yeah, I gained a little bit of weight during COVID, but I go to the gym now. I'm working out, which is something I used as an excuse all these years ago because I was like, oh, I can't. So it's just flipping the script and making it a conscious decision because yes. once you bring something into your consciousness, then it's there. Mm -hmm. You can't get rid of it. You can't unsee it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so acknowledging it in your head, acknowledging it in your words, and then acknowledging it with somebody else. And, you know, if somebody is scared to acknowledge it with somebody else, you know, what, what advice would you share with them? So I do think it goes back to you need to have somebody that you trust. Mm. Um, and another really good thing, like I told, I, I have a really dear friend um, who does life coaching too. And I said, listen, I love you. I love what you do, but I don't want a friend coaching me because I won't know where that, that boundary is of yeah. when we're a friend talking and when I want to complain, like, oh, my husband left his socks on the floor again. Sometimes you do just want to vent to somebody and you don't need that coaching opportunity. Like, let's breathe through this. Is it really the socks? I mean, <laughs> with, with your friend. Yeah, right. Like, and, you're, and you're like, you do I owe here? you now? Like, what happens? So it's really knowing that you do need a dear friend that you can go and call and say, hey, I need set a timer, three minutes. I need to let some stuff off my chest. Mm -hmm. But then also having a, a coach or someone that you know, like, and trust that you can say, this is really heavy. I'm not going to complain about my husband's socks, but I am going to complain the fact that I, I'm, I'm having suicidal thoughts or I'm feeling really negative and I can't get out of this rut. I mean, this time of year in um, I come from New Jersey. It's like a far off land. Um, <laughs> I'm originally from New Jersey. So. This type of year, this time of year, the seasons change. So it, and people get seasonal sad. affective disorder. Yeah. Yes. It's sad. a thing. I'm from Pennsylvania. Yes, so right. Yes. It's gray there 300 days out of the year. <laughs> <laughs> but so it's it's that time of year where it's a lot of people. called sad. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and, it you know, your whole dynamic changes because you're used to seeing the vitamin D and the yeah. sun come up. And now you're like oh, I go to work when it's dark and I come mm -hmm. home and it's still dark and we can't go to the beach and listen to the waves crash and we can't, you know, all those can'ts. Mm -hmm. Whereas 
if you just had someone that you could call on the way home and they will make you giggle. And I feel like my life's mission in, in, in this world is to really love, serve and laugh. And those three things, if I can make you, you know, laugh, I feel like I can go to bed and yeah. I've, I've met my expectation for the day. But if I can love and serve on someone, I'm the best hype girl you'll ever meet. But <laughs> great quality for a coach. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. Like you can do this. You know, you can do this. It's just really stepping out from behind your own fear because courage is just fear turned around. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. And everybody who wants a coach or who needs a coach, there's, there's people who don't think they need a coach. But then if they're sitting there like, um, I, I don't know if I can do this or I can't do this or I, I shouldn't do this. Eh, those people need help. Right. And you don't have to hit rock bottom. No. Right. But if you have or and even if you haven't, there, there literally is something for everybody. There's even apps out there that you can talk to therapists um, yeah, virtually, really even, yeah. even just texting a therapist, even depending on your level of comfort. I mean, of course, post-COVID, most places have the, the in-person therapy again, yeah. um, but there's coaching, there's friends, there's family, there's somebody yeah. there, right? But work it out through your head first, through your words, and then also just... You know, you don't have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Nobody's perfect. So if that's what we're striving for, then last perfect, perfect, perfect person I knew died on a cross. That's what my mom used to tell me. Was that was, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And that was a while ago. I know I think. that's like a couple thousand years ago. So, but I mean, nobody is perfect. So setting, recognizing what what standard you're setting for yourself too, right? And there's also so many toxic things. You know, once you um, work through some things in your mind and your words and, and talk it out with friends, maybe you get some uh, headway into, okay, I think this is kind of stemming from this, whether it be like comparison or imposter syndrome mm -hmm. or whatever it might be, um, pressure, family pressure, anything. And there's probably a lot of uh, like stimulants, social media, TV. Oh, yeah. Everything. Negative friends in your life. All these negative things that we feel like we, quote unquote, can't get rid of. Yep. You know, what would you say to that? What can people do? I mean, it's just, again, it comes down to your comfort level. So, I mean, we both spend a lot of time on social media because that's where the people that we want to, to speak to are. Mm -hmm. Because if you're spending all of your time on social media, you, you are reaching out for yeah. a little hand to grab and go, we can do better than this, right? We, we expect better for you. So I, I, it all comes back to, you know, reaching out in, in any way that you can to either a friend, a coach, you know, a pastor, a, someone in your church, your community, a, a younger sister, you know, somebody mm -hmm. that you know um, that can really kind of set you down the right path because there are things that are just, I mean, you know, 16 hours a day on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I mean, I love TikTok. I've learned more um, amazing recipes from TikTok <laughs> than anywhere. These I know. Life hacks. I learned a bunch of dances during COVID. And, oh, how exciting. You know, it really wasn't. I'm still trying to learn how to shuffle, but still, <laughs> I was spending too much time on TikTok. <laughs> but again, like it's like they have, you now have app timers on your phone that yes. you can put. So I put an hour a day on each of those apps. I go on, I post, I like I'm a done. couple things, I interact, and then I, I'm done. I put my phone down because we like during the day my daughter and we don't use television at mm -hmm. night when my husband comes home we limit it to like one to two hours because it's again it's escapism yeah it's something that you're replacing with what your thoughts might be or what your thoughts are 
So if you if you're using all these things to escape reality, mm-hmm. then you're never going to see the light at the end of that tunnel because that tunnel is really long and it's really dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. and if you're doing all these things repeatedly, there goes our word, you know, repetition. Mm-hmm. You are making a habit. Yeah, you're making a habit. You're carving new ways of how you do things, how you think, how you feel. Um, and what you rely on to feel mm-hmm. certain ways, right? And if you do all these things and you're like, I don't feel good after being on Instagram for an hour. How many times have you like been scrolling and you look up and you're like, wow, it's like two in the morning. Like, I, too I many times. On, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to, I would just went on at 10 o'clock to go check some emails and then, yeah. you know, you get some like, oh, look who liked your post. And you're like, oh, who liked it? And then all these things. Um, I mean, I've gone down. That's why I put the timers on. I was like, and no where? notifications. Yeah. I don't have my kid graduated high school and I missed it. Like what happened? Yeah. Like, you know, you don't want to you don't want to go down. That it's a road. wormhole. It is. It's, it's a, totally a wormhole. But they do that on purpose. And that is literally whoever How is in charge money, of yeah. the wormhole yes. is doing a great Congratulations. job. Congratulations. Well done, Sarah. Well done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You do know what you're doing. And you, Google can be the same way. YouTube as well. Like yeah. any of those search engines. Who needs to know what, you know, what capacity mustard comes from? Like, nobody needs to know that, right? Nobody. But at three in the morning when you're like, I have to go to the bathroom and you can't <laughs> go back to sleep, th- that's there to comfort you. Yeah. That's something Versus that you stay in your head. Safe. Yes. Yeah. It's a distraction, that yes. escapism. So recognize, hey, what am, if you're walking around feeling crappy, what am I doing to escape this yeah. situation? Why am I so uncomfortable? Yeah. There's our word that we said yeah. before. Staying in my head and yeah. just thinking, right? Yeah. One thing I read in a book one time, it was, uh, it's called Untethered Soul. I don't know if you've ever read I it. I haven't read that one. But it's essentially like the voices that talk in your head, if you disconnect from them and participate as the listener and not even identifying and taking ownership of the thoughts, but you're just listening to them, kind of like you're watching TV, but it's two people on it's a so sitcom powerful. in your own mind. Yeah. yeah. If I, this, this is not me saying it, but I'm observing something in my mind saying these things. It's, it's a little bit easier to detach. Your, yeah. It's detaching yourself and wrap from your, your head around yeah. it where it's like, Oh, that's, this is not me talking. Yeah. It's because really it's, it's not. That's something you do is, um, LMP, right? NLP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. NLP. I never yep. get that right. <laughs> yeah. NLP. But that's something you do as an NLP that you can, you know, kind of take yourself out of the situation you're looking down. Yes. You dissociate. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's super powerful because first of all, all thoughts come from emotions. So do you have control over your emotions? Are you feeling anger? Are you feeling fear? Are you feeling worry? Are you feeling trusting, you know, heaviness? That's a big one since 2020. Everything got heavy. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's a weight on your shoulders. It's a weight on your life. And you're like, I just need to be able to lift even two pounds off of you yeah. to be able to just breathe because breathing is, is innate. We do it every day. But when you consciously do it, when you take a deep breath in and say something to yourself, it's you talking to your subconscious about mm-hmm. things that you need to let go of. Yeah. And then breathe out. I mean, and it's so it's so powerful. It can reset your whole day. Um there's a Christian author. His name's John A. Cuff, and he does a, he has a whole book, um, and it's called Soundtracks. And it's mm-hmm. what what are the 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 soundtracks that are playing over and over in your head that you've now made these quote unquote programs. Mm-hmm. So I, there's a million coaches out there who all kind of deal with the same subconscious things. So you'll find one that works for right. you. Everyone has their little different Absolutely. spin on it based yeah. off of what they're their passionate own experiences. about and, and their own experiences. Yeah. And that's a big NLP thing too. Is we all have this different 
you know, one uh, percent of information that we absorb, and then based on our past experiences, we distort, filter, and delete it. Mm -hmm. So my perspective is now my reality. Mm -hmm. And do you know who Dr. Joe Dispenza is? The name sounds familiar. Okay, he has this amazing book. It's called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And if you're an Audible listener, the narrator is this like beautiful British guy. I I've never seen him, but his voice is just so nice. <laughs> he just sounds hot. <laughs> he just he really does sound hot. I'm like, who's narrating this? Let me like look him up. But um, I'm on my TikTok wormhole on whoever this narrator's <laughs> page is. This, yeah, yeah. I'm just listening to him talk until three o'clock in the morning. But um, so you know, you mentioned feelings come or thoughts come from feelings. Yeah. But he has this theory that um, feelings actually come from thoughts. So where your mind, where you can actually create everything in your mind, and then it resonates down in your body, right? It, your mind is the initial control panel, we'll call it. And uh, your body, it resonates in that, right? So then your body talks back. And it's like, oh, this doesn't feel good. And then it creates a new thought. So it's actually a problem mm. when the body, the feeling, is controlling the mind. Yeah. Right? Um, it's like cause and effect. It's yeah. don't be, it's not cause and effect. It's cause the effect mm -hmm. with your mind. That's why it's so important to uh, have that mindset shift. I do, you know, a lot of mindset shift. And that's what yeah. SRT is yeah. too. Um, mindset shift. So you don't. So it doesn't resonate in the body. You fix it in the mind and then everything, um, you know, resonates from there in the way that you want it, of course, with repetition and, and practice. But waking up and and thinking in your head, gratitude, gratitude. I'm thankful yep. for this, the littlest tiny thing. And then you feel this wave of, um, you know, gratitude and this positive emotion. And that is intentional. Mm hmm. But on the flip side, you wake up and you step in dog pee, <laughs> then you feel angry, and then now your mind's like, this is going to be a crappy day, yeah. blah, 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 you know? On the flip side of that, though, before you go to bed, I, I encourage all my clients to just lay there and forgive themselves mm. for what they weren't yes. able to get done that day. Because we all have the same 24 hours in the day. And when you you put these crazy time restraints on you, like I need to wash the kids, I need to you know feed the dog, I need to get groceries done, I need to do four or five hours of you know a podcast or a business or whatever it is, and then by the end of the day you're completely tanked out and you have no time for family, mm -hmm. and you know you don't get the chore done. They, right. I had to scrub the tub or whatever it is. You lay in bed and you think about that over and over again. You think again. about the one thing or two things that you didn't do but you versus don't think about all the, the things 80 that things did. that you actually yeah, did do. Exactly. So I always say, like, I forgive myself for not doing what I could mm -hmm. have done or I forgive myself for the things that I completed and haven't gotten done. I mean, you can word it however you want to, but as long as you just are really releasing yourself from that, yeah, giving you yourself grace. Up. Yes, grace and space. I mm -hmm. say that all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, you grace have and to, space. Yeah, you have to give yourself enough grace to know that you're not perfect and enough space to grow mm -hmm. to know that each day is a new day. Right. And that's really, I mean, those those two things are super important. Yeah. And and I think that's a great a great place to to close this out is at the end of the day, mm -hmm. right? Say today was today and tomorrow is something completely new. Absolutely. You know, don't take what uh, was in the past that's not working into the next day. Right. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like this big, giant reset button every single morning. And that is amazing. Yeah. And take it for that and take that space to to be with your thoughts, to be with your words, to be with other people. And don't keep it all in there and 
not give yourself grace mm-hmm. and thinking that everything has to be perfect and that nobody's going to understand. Well, in the world of like Instagram and TikTok where everybody is perfect and filtered. Yes. That's kind of where a lot of that comes from is so give yourself grace that, you know what, I I don't look the same on Instagram as I do in person. Yeah. Like, be okay with that. Nobody else does either. So right. it's just really it's, it's identifying fake. It's like it. It's yeah. like what's real, you know, and setting yourself like a realistic expectation is, um, you know, I, I used to Photoshop pictures. I come from a fitness background mm-hmm. where everything was, you know, if you had one little pudge, so it would it, you would just get torn apart, right? Yeah. And I made a commitment a couple of years ago to not Photoshop my pictures anymore because I'm like, I'm a real person and I can't be authentic telling someone to love themselves. If I'm like, let me just like nip and tuck this, you know, Mm -hmm. little squeeze it in, whatever. Um, Because I'm like, also, I'm a life coach. I don't like need to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not I'm not getting paid to be a supermodel. um, And I don't even think they should need to look (laughs) that way. But that's a whole other podcast. (laughs) But, you know, it's like, do am I putting these crazy expectations on myself are you filtering your thoughts Mm -hmm. yeah based on what yeah right and it's like it's most likely something that you observed when you were younger and and spend time and and work back to that um and if you need someone to help you how you know you can call donna and (laughs) she can do srt on you and that sounds amazing and and i actually i want to do that with you i think that sounds amazing are you ready? We can do it now. Right now? Okay. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So this isn't really something you can do through a podcast okay. because you can't see okay. how amazing her face is. But I just want you to close your eyes. Okay. And take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. You're going to take another deep breath in. And while you're breathing in, you're going to repeat the phrase that I say in your head and not, you're not out loud. And you're going to breathe out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're going to take a deep breath in. I release all heaviness with the things I have to do. Breathe out. Deep breath in. I release all regret with the things I haven't done. Deep breath in. I release all blocks with positive emotions with the things I haven't done. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Deep breath in. I am happy, thankful, and grateful. I am where I need to be doing what I have to do. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. So that's basically just a little, a very small snippet. There's over 60 things of emotions that we go through. I feel like I had an out of body. (laughs) I'm calmer. Well, but uh, breathing has a lot to do with that because breathing, you know, automates your central nervous system, your automatic, not autonomic nervous system as well Mm -hmm. so then just in breathing you're putting yourself the again you can't you know the podcast people can't see this but your shoulders dropped as you were breathing out because that heaviness Mm -hmm. was let go wow i feel it yeah even even that one little unexpected exercise wow that was really cool (laughs) so you definitely need to call donna that was awesome and honestly um that was really helpful for me today Mm -hmm. because i did have that to-do list running in the back Mm -hmm. of my mind where like when am I going to do all this stuff? Mm-hmm. So, oh my gosh, thank you for that. And we will definitely connect yeah. and continue <laughs> to do that. That was amazing. Um, so if if listeners love you, if they want to find you, how can they find you? So I am on Instagram, Facebook. Um, I think I'm on Twitter. 
I don't think I do much on Twitter. Do but you have a TikTok? I do have a TikTok. <laughs> I am on TikTok. So there you go. I'm everywhere that you want to be on, like Visa. Yeah, so there I'm, you go. And my uh, handle is, yeah, right? And it's at Thrive, yeah, hashtag, uh, you know. Was it? Thriving. Every, everywhere, everywhere you, you want to go. Be. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Everywhere you want to be. Um, I'm on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And the, the tagline is... Um, at Thriving Through Plants, and it's T-H-R-U. Thriving Through yes. Plants, T-H-R-U, Thriving yeah. Through Plants. And tell us about these, this course that you put on that uh, so anyone can join. It. Yes. So it's all virtual. It's three um, three days in a row. It's a one-hour one day, and it's called Manifesting Your Magnificence. And it's really about getting those limiting beliefs out of your head so that you can release the heaviness mm -hmm. of your life and your expectations and really set that new expectation into play. So it could be financial. It could be business related. It could be health. It could be um, just your basic The holidays are coming up and yeah. all the heaviness that's going to come with that. Yes. Yep. So um, I invite you to come check out any of those pages and yeah. see it'll be on there. You can pick your dates and uh, we can get started. It's Amazing. right there. I do offer a 45-minute free discovery call. Amazing. Yes. So you can you know check out my Facebook page or Instagram. So there's or... no excuse not to call Donna. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> right? Yes, absolutely. So take those steps because uh, you do not have to do life alone. No, you know? absolutely. You do not. Um, get out of your head. Get out of your words. Uh, get out of your comfort zone and... And, and know that there are people there to support you. Yes. So, um, well, that's all we got for you today. Uh, I know Don and I both believe that you can create your life and that you can create your fate. So definitely, please, please, please check her out. Uh, sign up for the course. It would change your life. Get a coach. Give, give her a call. Do the 45-minute free call. And if we could leave you with just one thing, it would be this. Expect, Expect good things, things always. always. And, and they, they will happen. happen. Thanks, y'all. We will talk to y'all soon. If you want to receive weekly inspirational texts to keep you focused and vibing high, text Expect Good Things to 833 204 0009 to sign up now. <laughs>